This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl. Shooter ready. Stand by. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio. We are your Second Amendment community. Interviews, product reviews, politics, trivia. Gun Owners Radio has it all and more. Check us out at gunownersradio.com and tune in every week to hear Dave Stahl, Michael Schwartz, and all our guests talk about everything Second Amendment. Here we go. All right, folks. Welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, did you know Americans stop or prevent a violent crime one to three million times per year with a gun? Millions. That's right. Studies from Florida State and the CDC and the Crime Prevention Research Center shows that guns are used to protect life, life 25 times more than often when they are used to take life 25 times. And that estimate is on the low side. And if you believe the good people deserve the best tools to defend themselves and their families, then you should be a member of the San Diego County Gun Owners. San Diego County Gun Owners makes it easy to connect with the community that fights to defend and restore your Second Amendment right. Become a member today. It's only $10 a month. Go to sdcgo.org slash join to become a member today. What's up, everybody? What's kicking, brother? What happened to our? What do we? We like. I I leave you guys alone for two weeks. You guys totally rearranged the studio. You didn't even know you left. Oh, there was so much that (laughs) happened. Did he leave? (laughs) Welcome back. How dare? Yeah, where's our? Where's our? Where's our comic? We lost a desk. We lost microphones. We lost all kinds of stuff. Yeah. What'd you lose? It's a fire sale. You got everything. Um, how cool was the gun show? Awesome. Yeah. You know, because let's face it, none of us really knew what to expect. True, but do we ever? No, but do we ever know what to expect? Were, I was impressed, um, and I, I think I complained to Tad about the layout until after I I left you and started walking around, and then it made it, it was actually kind of nice. That kind of made sense. Well, because every area was a different area. You could go here for a while, then you go there for a while. Where out of Del Mar, you know, everything was right there. Yeah, and you couldn't get up close to look at. Whether it be lowers or, or weapons or anything, you couldn't do it. And very good job on KUSI Saturday night. Was Thank you. And, and I think I think what what I I took away from it that most people I think did as well because you really 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 emphasized it is that you can buy a gun at a gun show just like you can buy a gun at a gun store. Yeah, there's no still the ten the day waiting list. Right. Pick out your gun, do your paperwork because the you know the the other side's always saying, "Oh yeah, they're selling them under the table, and you can get a howitzer." And I've had I got into an argument with a producer at PBS, local KPBS. Well, are you surprised? No. <laughs> well, I mean, she's a smart, educated woman. You know, um, so she's not an idiot or whatever. And she ref- she got into a I say got into an argument. She refused to believe <laughs> this was years ago, probably. Oh, six, I thought seven this was like ago. Thursday. No, it was about six seven years ago. She refused to believe me that um, all the laws are the same at gun shows. And I'm sitting there, I'm like, well, well, yeah, of course. I mean, I said, does it make any sense that laws are, that are put in place and then they disappear at a gun show? I mean, does that even make logical sense to you? And she was like, I'll call you back. Oh. And she called me back like an hour later. And she's like, okay, um, it looks like maybe, you know. And I realized, oh, my gosh, people actually think 
that you know you step into this gun show and suddenly laws just disappear. Ooh, the curtains just come by. I'm like that. Like just think through that logically. But it's an example of what you can do with messaging if you if you if you do messaging the right way. And the other side got the messaging right, and now they're they're you know they've scared everybody. Yeah. Well, I say they got it right. They got it right by getting it completely wrong. Well, but it's, it's like but the first commercial people. I do for San Diego County gun owners. Yeah. When was the last time you heard that statistic on TV? Well, yeah. if if you listen to me, well, I say it every single time. I know. I try to work that in in every single interview, um, but doubt. because it is so important. So, how many people don't believe you, though? What do you think? Uh, it's surprising. Even gun owners don't believe. They kind of go, "Well," and I'm like, "Well, wait, wait, wait." And when you first give this, the, the statistic we're talking about is between one million and three million times per year someone uses a gun in self defense. Right. Um. What they initially, when you hear that, you think, wait a minute, a million to three that's million what people I thought. shot somebody? You know, no, no, no. That's not what we said. No, no, no. It's between one million and three million times they use a gun to prevent a or stop a uh, a crime, a violent crime. And when you told me that, I thought of my buddy that, well, you know, I would never go up against this guy. He's six foot five, all tattooed, goes into a 7 Eleven, gets us something to drink, he's coming out. Some guy. Takes a knife and sticks it in the window of his car. Jeez. And he reaches down and he pulls out his forty five. <laughs> he says, You really want to go here? Yeah. Ah when and the guy took off. Were you there? No, 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 I wasn't. I'd have peed my pants. Is <laughs> <laughs> it an added bonus? Yeah, what? <laughs> Alicia, what'd you think? What'd you see? You did a good job, by the way. You gave a oh, seminar on uh on uh, uh awareness, right? <laughs> Situational awareness, yeah. correct. The only thing I noticed, I think that the seminar area was too small. Yeah. Well, overall, well, I think we did the best we could with yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. But I, I think but the seminar could add more for, capacity. You know. It could. You know, it, it. there's always room to grow and to improve, right? Well, this but was yeah, the first one. It was the first. Um, no, yeah, but it was great. Um, you know, the... Uh, I love the way that you guys had, uh, you know, there was a, there was a plan, there was a schedule, there were speakers, there were, you know, and then yeah. and Rich did a great job. He'd walk around and he kind of announced and let everybody know because the speakers were in a separate area from right. the actual show itself. Well, because that's it, what I told him. I says, you know, right. it took me a while to find you guys. And he <laughs> yeah. says, well, didn't you see all the signage? Yeah, one sign. No, there's there, no. there's a couple. I know. Well, I got to well, tell you, yeah. Rich did it. Rich yeah. took this whole thing over, man. Absolutely. I know. You. Rich, you did an amazing job. I hope you're listening. You did yeah. such a good job. Yeah. It was all his idea, all his planning. You know, they they did not the gun show part, but the symposium part. And I think the symposium greatly added oh, added to, bonus for, to and the, it was uh, and it was included in the price of the of the ticket. Yes, yeah, totally free. Absolutely. You know, 15 bucks. How come you yep. don't have a thumbprint on your or a high thummy on your hand? A what? Because uh, I took a shower the- last <laughs> night, Dave. <laughs> Not me, man. I'm keeping that. That's a badge honor. Let's go in one of these. It was all. It was very, very cool. There are a couple of hiccups. I think we'll talk. We have a couple of open segments. I think we're going to talk about some of the some of the hiccups. And I, you know what else I didn't notice? And I, I looked. What? There was no protesters. No I protesters. I, I was looking. There was a Harley was Davidson looking. 1995 Fat Boy mm-hmm. that I wanted, but other than that, there were no. Protests. I will say this: I got you know 99.99 percent of the feedback was, "Wow, this is great!" Hey, I just came down here for you know support you guys. I didn't even need to buy anything. I just wanted. I just heard and blah yeah. blah blah. A lot of people heard it from the radio show or heard it from the gun owners' uh, radio and email list. KUSI got some folks that said, "Hey, you're the guy. I just saw you this morning. I'm only here because." So we did a good job for every so 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 many positive comments. 
I just want to say one thing though. The very tiny percentage there were I don't understand if you're pro second amendment and you're going, "Nah, this show didn't have exactly what I wanted it to have. It wasn't as big as I think it should be." What are you doing, man? Like Well, it, they they're, say they're committing- the same thing at Golden Corral. <laughs> Golden Corral. How come they don't have mahi mahi? You know, I mean, there's always somebody out there that's going to complain. I would just say, look, guys, I get it. I wish we had the ultimate gun show. I wish it were a mile long. I would just say, just consider the fact that there are a lot of very passionate people putting together, you know, a lot of, you know, through hard work, putting together the best show we possibly can. Just, you know, number one, if you can't, Support it. Pipe down. Yeah, if you can't say nothing don't nice, say don't negative, say anything negative. You know, but number two, yeah. Yeah. it's fifteen dollars. Just go check out some Wait guns and hang out Wait some gun minute. people for two days. Yeah. Well, if I, they go online, they get that coupon. It's only twelve. Well, go. I know, but right? I got a stamp. I mean, I was going to go today, but I had to do radio. I, I parked my <laughs> jeep as far away as I could because I wanted. I didn't want to take up parking. Which, by the way, I didn't think parking was bad, mm-hmm. but I didn't want to take up parking. So I parked my jeep as far away as I could to give other people an opportunity to park closer. I jump out of my Jeep Saturday morning, and there's a couple getting in their car, um, and they said, well, if you're going to the gun show, don't bother. It's not that great. I'm like, what? Really? I'm like, what? With your shirt on, it says like, San Diego County I know. Gun Owners. I'm like, first off, <laughs> you're leaving it Saturday morning. You didn't go to any of the symposium, number yeah, one. Yeah, you're leaving Number like- two, why are you discouraging people from going to a cool gun event? I mean, I don't know. I don't get it. Guys, I'd have pepper sprayed them. <laughs> Relax, everybody. It's just, I mean, come on. If it were like $200 and we're it, making a bunch of promises. It'd be different. We're yeah. 15 13 bucks to Alicia's yeah. point. I tell and you. we're giving you some free speakers and you get to see some cool stuff. I mean, good Shit Lord. pepper sprayed them. That's all I can say. Yeah. Got on our radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hi, folks. Hey, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 96.1, AM 1170. The answer. Hey, if you own a gun in California, you should have an attorney that specializes in California gun laws on your speed dial. Because if you ever have legal matters that involve firearms, you need California firearm lawyer John Dillon. If you have questions about red flag laws, gun registration, gun transportation, or maybe you just need to know that your guns are California compliant, our trusted firearms attorney is John Dillon. John Dillon specializes in California gun laws. Put his number on your phone right now, 760-642-7150. That's John Dillon, California firearms lawyer, 760-642-7150. All right, so our our first guest is Michael Duda from Elite CCW Firearms Training out of Orange County. Michael, how you doing, man? Pretty good. Yourself? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on the show today. Awesome. You're, and my son, Bailey, uh, who's my business partner, is also on the phone with us. Oh, good. Hey, Bailey. How you doing, bud? Doing good. How are you guys? Kicking. So why don't we start? Why don't you guys talk a little bit about who you are, what you do, a little bit about the history of uh, Elite CCW Firearms Training? All right. That sounds good. Um, first of all, uh, we're a little uh, father and son CCW and firearms training business located in Fountain Valley. California, of course, and uh, we have a 4,000-foot training facility. We have our own indoor shooting range, 
simulator classroom. Uh, we do live scans here. We're kind of a one-stop shop for the, the CCW uh, world. And uh, we're authorized training providers for L.A., Orange, and San Diego counties. Um, we started, uh, I retired from the Orange County Sheriff's Department uh, due to a total knee replacement in uh, March of 2020. And uh, I started this business May of 2020. And who knew the right place, right time? And uh, lo and behold, every firearm was sold off of every shelf in California. And um, people wanted training and people wanted to get their CCW. So we we started a business exactly at the right time. And Congratulations. We, we started out. Thank you. We started out in a real small little office. And I was, you know, hey, I just retired. Didn't know anything about business. And uh, here it is like a a 16 foot by 11 foot office had a conference table and a desk and a big TV. And we outgrew that in a matter of three months. And then we went to a, a bigger office that was on the first floor of the same building. And um, probably eight months later, we outgrew that one. And then, um, you know, now three years later, we're in this beautiful facility that we have. And it's kind of cool. It's our, our pride and enjoy. And we, we truly can do everything right here. It's pretty neat. How cool is that? So, what did you what did you do for the sheriff's department? Um, I was a sworn officer. I started out in the jails, went to patrol, worked special enforcement, promoted to sergeant, went back to the jails, um, and then I was a patrol supervisor. And then, from January twenty seventeen to I retired, I was assigned to the CCW unit. So I was the supervisor of the CCW unit. And you guys, what a great unit. As far as, I mean, Orange County, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm thinking through here. I Honestly, I, I really do think that more so than any other county, um, Orange County was a huge leader when it comes to issuing CCWs how to operate efficiently. I mean, I know there's a bunch of littler counties that, you know, you just kind of say, hey, I want a CCW, and they would just, you know, hand it to you right then and there. You know, it wasn't a big deal. But medium, large counties, Orange County was was the first and the best um, and really a huge leader uh, over Riverside, over San Bernardino, certainly over San Diego, over L.A., uh, definitely over San Francisco. I mean, you guys were were kind of set the model. How, talk a little bit about that. I don't know. Am I, am I wrong? Am I overstating? No, uh, absolutely. First and foremost, we've been blessed with two sheriffs, Hutchins, and you know she passed, and God rest her soul. And she's a true leader of a, a woman, and I'll follow her when I'm up in heaven. We'll be uh, guardian angels, and she'll be the leader, and I follow her again. But uh, Don Barnes, our current sheriff, phenomenal man, uh, excellent leader. They both supported the program. They gave us staffing um, to accomplish the mission of getting these things out there. I think when I started uh, at the unit, it was like about 7,500 CCW licenses were there. And when I left, there was over 15,000. Solano County puts on a CCW conference for law enforcement, yep. and I was a guest speaker there because we were the largest unit in California and told everyone how I ran the program, answered questions. Uh, it, it, we truly were the cutting edge of, of processing 
efficiently. And, um, you know, right now, we're, I think Orange County's up over 19,000 licensees. Congratulations. Uh, That's awesome. Some special people up there. Melissa Soto's been up there. She's the head civilian, and uh, she's been up there. She's the driving force right now. She, she taught me everything up there. And um, me being a gun enthusiast, I didn't say gun nut, but um, we, uh, we were a great team, and we – we refine the process, and so it's been great. And what, what by the way, phenomenal. What year were you at uh, the Solana County? Uh, uh, I think that was twenty eighteen. Twenty eighteen was the first one that they did. Nice. And what do you? What do you? I, I got to tell you, when we were talking to San Diego, in San Diego, we finally got them to change and start issuing. Um, I was basically, I just like, hey, go ask Orange County what they're doing and do that. You know, like rather than sit here and try to reinvent the wheel, they they're nailing it. So just go talk to them, and, and for the most part, they did. But what do you guys? Uh, what what was what was like? What's something uh, successful you guys did? Something you guys implemented, and you were like, yeah, that really that made the process smooth. So what really helped us is um, when we rolled out the uh, Permidium software, the online yeah. application process. Um, we no longer had to carry around files and boxes. I used to, you know, have boxes in my office stacked with just application after application. Well, now they're all on a laptop. So that really helped with the efficiency. Um, but it's just the effort of that whole crew up there. We had what was called extra help staffing when I was there. Um, that's people who retired, sergeants, investigators, couple deputies, and they were top-notch. And so hand-picked, they worked uh, like half, I think they could work up to 960 hours a year. And they were just, you know, the cream of the crop. So it made the, the whole process so easy. Um, they're willing to work. The knowledge they had, it, it just made it so simple. That's awesome. Congratulations. It's very cool. Now, you were an officer. You were a, a de- sorry, a deputy. I don't know. You get, you get guys <laughs> yeah. officers or deputies? Or is, is it offensive to call yeah. a deputy? You were a deputy for, for your career, um, which is awesome. Thank you so much. But that doesn't. Well, my question. a sergeant. <laughs> excellent. You're a sergeant. Um, there you go. You work for the sheriff's department. <laughs> you were a law yeah. enforcement officer. Um, that doesn't guarantee that you're going to be a gun enthusiast. Um, a lot, I think a lot of people think that law enforcement are all into guns and I it's not really the case. Um, what, what got you into firearms and, and, and why? Well, it, I, I had a passion ever since I was a kid. My dad, uh, the first pistol I ever shot was his Colt Python. And after shooting that thing, I was hooked for life. Um, but I was in the army for 12 years, um, and I shot pistol competition, IPSC back in the day. And then at the sheriff's department, the, the training we go through, um, but you're absolutely correct. Not every cop is a gun enthusiast and there's a big difference. And some of them are phenomenal at solving crimes, but they're not the, you know, they, they won't talk to you about every model and shooting fundamentals. They're, they're not experts there. But um, I happen to be, uh, uh, I guess, the proper way to say is a gun enthusiast, not a gun nut. But yeah. I truly uh, love shooting, taught my son to shoot at an early age. He's a high-level competitor now. Um, 
it's just, you know, I couldn't be more proud of a father to have a business partner that's my son and him be so successful at what he does. That's awesome. Hey, isn't Barnes a competitive shooter? Barnes is a, a, a gun enthusiast. He shoots. Um, I, I'm, I'm certain he's shot competition. He, he's not your average shooter. He, he, if you look at his duty rig, you'll, you'll immediately see his gun. It's got a magwell, everything. He is not your average shooter, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> not your, yeah, it's definitely not your average uh, uh, sheriff. You're not your average gun-owning sheriff. I mean, uh, yeah, you don't see a lot of sheriffs walking around with with uh, you know, with uh, hot rod rigs and and magwells on their uh, duty weapon. Exactly. Good but for he, him. He's a phenomenal sheriff. He supported our unit the entire time I was up there. And I, I want to say the the approval rating for a CCW permit in Orange County is like ninety nine point something percent. Yeah, you guys. I know I was at a meeting years ago. Um, you were probably there. Uh, you were probably. Uh, heading up the, the meeting. It was all the instructors were invited to come and there was, you know, some information and, and that sort of thing. And, uh, I, I understand that you guys actually, uh, issued, you issued a permit in like a day, like the guy showed up, he'd already taken the class. He had all the paperwork, he had everything ready to go. And, uh, if I remember that, maybe I'm not remembering this correctly, but, uh, he basically showed up at like 9am and, and uh, whoever he was working with said, well, you know, do you got time? And they went and worked on the file and issued it like the same day. Is that right? Am I making that up? So what, what did end up happening with the online program, if someone was smart enough where they got their training done, their live scan done, got all their uh, documents that are needed for the, the application, so if everything was completed, um, my interviewers would, the investigators would come to me and say, Hey, Sarge, I got a completed packet right here. Well, why, why make this guy come back and have paper and go walk through the lobby again? Let me just review it right now. It's about a 10, 15 minute review, go through everything. And I would approve it on the spot. There you go. Yes, we were able to do that. Yeah. Can you uh, hang out and do another segment with us? Absolutely. All right, cool. Thanks, Mike. All right, folks, you're listening to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back. You're listening to the Gun Gun Owners Show. It's Gun Owners Radio. FM 96.1. AM 1170. The answer. Hey, Orange County Gun Owners is dedicated to preserving and restoring uh, Orange County self-defense rights. If you live in Orange County and want to help defend and restore the Second Amendment, you just need to join. So join OCGunOwners.com slash join. Orange County Gun Owners is the organization to help get more pro-Second Amendment Officials elected. So become a member today. OCGunOwners.com slash join. So we're talking to Michael and Bailey Duda from Elite CCW Firearms Training up in Orange County. Fantastic place. So talk about, you said that one of the things, it was kind of perfect timing because you guys started your shop and then uh, uh, COVID happened. So talk a little bit about that. What was, what was that like for a firearms trainer? When, when COVID kicked in? 
It, it was tough. You had a lot of people who were still very reserved to come to a, a group class. Um, luckily, uh, the group of people that seemed to uh, want to be in the gun, you know, they're supportive of the, the gun industry. They are people who um, they came in. There's, uh, you know, we took everybody's temperature. Uh, we There were masks always available, and we never had any issues with anybody, mask sickness or anything like that. So it worked out okay. And um, believe it or not, it just, every week it got busier and busier. And it's, um, I think a lot of people were afraid of the unknown. What's going to happen here? And there were a lot of, there was a lot of noobs, a lot of new people. Absolutely. And um, what I would tell everyone is, uh, believe it or not, there were a lot of females who were um, interested in getting their CCW permits. And still to this day. It really is. You know, we do these shooting socials every month, especially down here in San Diego. And uh, between, you know, usually about a dozen people. It's just an opportunity for activists to meet with new folks. And it's not really a class. I tell people it's not a class. It's not a one-on-one class. It's like an intro to. And the idea is we just kind of give them a first-time shooting experience and then, you know, try to get them to a, you know, a professional, you know, half-day or full-day class, whatever they can do. Um. It's amazing. The I, I so we used to do one month. First, we we would have special uh, shooting socials that are just for women, and then we'd have general classes, you know. And then we'd, we we those were so successful that every other month was just for women. Now I can't yeah. even tell which ones are just for women and which one aren't because I, I, three quarters at least of the people coming through the shooting socials are women, and we're not targeting women. We're not you know marketing to women. Um, it, it, I get it, it. We're going to look back on uh, these last few years and it is going to be, uh, you know, I think we're headed towards, you know, 50, 50 men, women, when it comes to, uh, uh, gun ownership, I think, and I think it's great. Absolutely. And I just hope your audience realizes what efforts you guys are putting forth to, uh, educate people, new gun owners, even, you know, you know, as well as I know that, Sometimes people who have owned guns for a long time, they don't have the fundamentals down pat. It may be a good shot, but they got to still know the safeties of handling it and, you know, laws of self-defense, castle doctrine, when you can use deadly force. All these things are so important. So let me ask you, okay, somebody gets a CCW. <clears throat> I guess I don't care if they're a new gun owner or they've been a gun owner for 30 years or whatever. Mm-hmm. They get a CCW. You got to renew every two years. What would you say is the minimum they need to train um, just to be a responsible CCW holder? You know what I mean? You know, and and that's very subjective. As a business owner, I'm going to tell you, hey, they should be training every two weeks. But (laughs) obviously, (laughs) that would be great for me. But um, I would tell you this, and, and everyone should know that Anything firearm related, knowing the laws or even the fundamentals of shooting is so perishable. And that just means that you go, you know, you go shooting once a week just to the range and shoot a box of ammo. You skip a month and go back. It's like, wow, what's wrong with my gun? The sights must be off. (laughs) No, your fundamentals are off. And, And I would say somebody should be training without a doubt at least once a month. I mean, keep those skills fresh. And and that goes as far as like we give a handout. That's basically our whole curriculum. 
and read through that and, and keep those skills and knowledge because the last thing we want ever to happen is if somebody was in that unfortunate situation and they have to use deadly force, they don't want to hesitate because if you hesitate, that gun can be taken away from you. So we want them to be, you know, uh, up on the knowledge and the skills. So I, I, I would say at least once a month. Once a month. I, I would I, – uh, I broke down – you know, we, we give these how to get your CCW seminars, and I kept encouraging people, hey, you got to get training, got to get training, got to get training. And I noticed that – and I'm curious what your feedback is on this. Um, I think that um, – I think that maybe too many people, when I when you say, hey, you need to get training, you know, hey, you need to take a class or whatever, but like 90% of them think all we're talking about is marksmanship. And so I was trying to think of a way to, uh, you know, encourage people to broaden the amount of training that they take or the types of training. So I broke training down into four different categories. Marksmanship, which is, you know, hitting the bullseye. Um, and then a section I call the basics. And not just the basics of, well, this is a trigger or whatever, but also, you know, basics like what kind of holster should I buy? You know, what kind of gun belt should I wear if I'm going to be wearing a six pound, you know, that, that kind of the basics of the, you know, the equipment and the basics of, of, of the, uh, just the lifestyle of, of carry. Um, third is the legalities, you know, where you can carry, when you can use lethal force. And then fourth is really more of an intermediate or advanced. And that's, uh, you know, movement, you know, how to move in a gunfight, how to do this, that, and the other thing, uh, you know, pie in corners and that sort of thing. What do you think about that? Do you, th- you think we have too much emphasis on – or I don't know. I don't want to say we have too much emphasis on marksmanship, but how do you think – is it, what's an effective way to broaden the type of uh, <laughs> training that folks think about when they think about training? Well, uh, and you know what, those four, um, you know, basically the the marksmanship, basics, legalities, movement, that's great concept of breaking it down into categories. Um, I feel people definitely feel all I got to do is keep shooting and be a good shot and I'm a good responsible gun owner. And that's that's a little bit off. And and what you're saying is is 100% correct. the equipment is subjective, you know, not what holster works good for me might not be good for someone else, but you definitely got to always keep up on it and make sure it's still serviceable. Make sure that it retains the weapon. Yeah. That's for sure. Legalities. Again, it's perishable. What, you know, we teach innocence, imminence, proportionality, avoidance for self-defense and, you know, if you're not staying up on that, you're going to forget it. And you've got to have all four of those components to be able to claim self-defense. So uh, you better stay up on the legalities. And especially here in California, they are trying to restrict where we can carry it. So those prohibited places and things like that, um, they could change. But luckily, they didn't even get the votes for uh, the state assembly bill too, but there's other things or 918 they didn't get, but now two they're trying to pass. So hopefully there'll be an injunction and I'm sure you guys will spearhead some knowledge on that one coming up. Um, yeah, stay tuned everybody for that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're already working on it. Yeah. And then for movement, just because you can shoot doesn't mean it's kind of like, what's that old saying? Be able to chew bubble gum and walk. Well, <laughs> it takes a lot to be able to be safe while you're moving. And, um, 
you know, we, we provide classes like that. Luckily, we have our own range, so we get to actually start moving down range, taking cover. Um, but one of the things I think everybody should work on more also is awareness. You know, got Colonel Cooper's color codes of awareness. We, we got to be aware of our surroundings at all times when we're carrying our guns. And uh, I just can't stress that enough because if you're aware of your surroundings, most of the time you can avoid a pretty bad situation because you are aware. That's a really good, you know, maybe I should add a fifth, like uh, awareness and de-escalation or something like that. Cause that, that is an excellent point. Um, and I, it doesn't yeah. quite fit in in my four categories and I, it's, it's so crucial. I, you know, the only gunfight you win is the one that you avoid getting in, right? Is that the saying? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you cannot be criminally arrested, and you, you can't, <laughs> cannot be civilly sued. Uh, one of the funny things is I always tell my, my class, hey, guys, I, I hate to break some bad news to you. When you get your CCW, you don't get a badge and you don't get a cape. You're not a cop and you're not a superhero. You're going to use that CCW to protect yourself and your immediate family. The liabilities of you going out and trying to be a superhero is just far too great for any person to do. You know who you know who does a really good job, who really clarified that well? I heard him uh, talk about that, and, and he put it in such clear terms, um, which is unusual for an attorney to do, uh, is uh, <laughs> S- Stephen Artemis uh, was, was yeah. given a— Stephen and Sandy have been my friends for a long time, and he does a good job. He does. He, he I heard him say that all a CCW does is exempt you from transportation law, firearms transportation laws in California. It doesn't change lethal force or any any of that other stuff. All it does is say, hey, that gun that you normally would would transport, uh, you know, unloaded and locked, you don't have to transport it unloaded and locked anymore. That's all it does. And I thought, man, that is crystal clear. You know. Yeah. And it's yeah, he so, does a good job. It's so simple. He does do a good. He's a good dude. Both of them are fantastic. So, what do you think about SB two? The the you know well, make, making everything a, a sensitive area. My 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 opinion. I'm a strong supporter of shall not be infringed upon. So um, the whole idea is that you can bear this weapon to protect yourself and uh, defend yourself. And they're they're just trying to any narrative that a firearm is used in a good manner, they're trying to take that away because it truly is an equalizer. The 70-year-old person is just as strong now as that 20-year-old trying to rob them and beat them, you know? And it's, it's ridiculous that they, they're trying to make it where you can't carry it anywhere. If there's a liquor store in a plaza, you can't have a gun anywhere in the parking lot or you know, everywhere that you need the gun, they're they're saying you can't have it there. And wow, it's just unbelievable. Hey, do you have time for can you can you, can you do one more segment? Absolutely. Okay, hang oh, out then. Uh he wants to go shoot in the range. <laughs> Too bad you have to stay here with us. Gun Hunters Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer. Folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Have you ever wanted to get a pilot's license? Yes. Well, here in San Diego, pilots can fly almost every day, which makes San Diego one of the best places to learn how to fly in the world. 
Learn to fly with San Diego Flight Training International. Check out the deals just for gun owner radio listeners. For one hour of ground school, you get one hour of flight with an instructor. Yes, you get to fly. Normally, that's $400. But for radio listeners, it's $350. You can get started real easy. Just call them at 858-569-1822. Learn to fly with SDFTI. 858-569-1822. So we're talking to Mike Duda from Elite CCW up in uh, in Orange County. So we were talking about SB2. SB2, for those who haven't heard, is a is a proposal in Sacramento that will essentially make everything outside of your home a sensitive area. So even somebody with a CCW won't be able to carry there. So right now you have some sensitive areas like schools and you know courtrooms and airports, the secure part of the airport, and you can't carry there no matter what. They're, what they're trying to do is uh, what the result of, of SB2 will be is to make grocery stores and movie theaters and doctor's offices and malls and parking lots and you know McDonald's and fast food and retail. Every place you can think of will be a sensitive area so CCW holders won't be able to carry and defend themselves outside of the home. Mike, do you, Mike, do you think – I mean, do you think the world is a better place – with with more CCW holders, oh, I absolutely do. Um, you you got to remember, it, it's people uh, years and years ago when when they were, uh, it, it was crime wasn't every every corner. Okay, uh, people had CCWs, and never in history have CCW holders been the problem. Yeah. So us having more of them. People are going to think twice when the news says, hey, the guy with the knife trying to rob somebody, the threat is stopped. You know, we never shoot to kill. We only shoot to stop the threat. And when the threat stopped, hey, that gun worked. And they're going to start thinking twice, especially look in Orange County. We're going to probably be cresting 20,000 here really quick. And compared to 3.1 million citizens, it's still a needle in a haystack, but People are going to start thinking, holy cow, is that going to be an armed person? Or when I go into that store to rob, is there going to be an armed person? Statistics show the states with constitutional carry, crime is lower than states like ours that are very restricted. So I I think uh, definitely we will become more and more safe as more permits are issued. Well, I think, you know... uh the COVID and then shortly after COVID started the BLM riots, it kind of cut through the political rhetoric. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, you had all this, the, the political rhetoric, like, well, you know, gee, it, you know, all this, these myths and, you know, crap that they talk about with guns, like, well, gee, if you have a gun, uh, you're more likely to shoot somebody, you know, or whatever, all these ridiculous myths that, that, that they would, you know, uh, soil the, the world with, when when things got dangerous and scary, everyone, I don't care who you were, Democrat, Republican, Libertarian, Commie, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care what your party, when things got scary, people went, I need a gun. I need a gun. It cut through all the political rhetoric and people knew, um, you know, logically, instinctively, they knew, hey, you know what? If I'm in danger, I want the most effective self-defense tool ever created by man and that is a firearm, and boom, the gun shops were flooded. That's why you you know you saw all the new folks saying, "All right, I got this gun. Now I need some training." 
Uh, which, by the way, I think training in general has gotten far more popular uh, in the last uh, five years than it probably ever has been. And I think that's an enormously good thing. I mean, I, you know, 10, 15, 20 years ago, I, I, honestly, 20 years ago, you couldn't give away a one-day class, you know, to here, here's a class on firearms, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Now, I mean, geez, everybody's taking training, and I think that's great. I think it's wonderful. Um, but I think a lot of it has to do with 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 uh, the general population, like I said, seeing right through that political BS and going, hey, you know what? I want to be safe. I want to protect myself. The best way to do that is to be armed. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Do you think that law enforcement – now, are you the norm in law enforcement? Do you think deputies and, and cops and law enforcement and, you know, uh, do you think that they generally – um, are in favor of a lot more CCWs or 50-50 or how, how do you think, what do you think the breakdown is? Oh, I think it's, it's definitely the preponderance is more are in favor because number one, cops know these guys are criminally vetted and they got to go through a background check. That's almost as bad as the cop getting hired. Even some of the, like Long Beach requires the same psychological test that a cop has to pass. Right. So, that Minnesota um, personality test or whatever. Is that what you're talking about? That MMPPMPM uh, or whatever? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I don't remember what so it is. So they got to pass everything like that. But most cops know. And then, hey, staffing isn't in abundance. So that cop probably realizes when they're in trouble on the side of the road, getting their butt handed to them, who's, gonna, who's the one that's likely going to stop? A CCW holder. Right. You know, Arizona, there was the cop out on the highway right. in a fight for his life who, who stopped the threat in that situation, a CCW holder. It really does bother me. I, I got to tell you, some of the best people in, 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 in your neighborhood are going to be gun owners. And I don't know. I, I, maybe it's a coincidence, and maybe I'm totally biased, and, or maybe both. I don't know. But, I mean, we really truly seem to be the pillars of society. Um, I've met just some of the very best people I've ever met. Um, you know, doing Second Amendment activism, and I, I just think it's great. I, I'm so, it's so wonderful, and I, this bias that you know the media portrays, um, it's it's got to go. It's it just has to end. I mean, we're, we're some of the best folks uh, in, in the world. You know, we're we're, we're some of the uh, you know we're, the, we're like I said, we're the pillars of society. What would you like to see if you could if you could wave your magic wand and get rid of uh, you know one gun law or, or change one thing about guns in California? Uh, what would it be? What do you think the biggest problem is right now? Misinformation. <laughs> yeah. What's Save that one? What's what's like the number? What's some? What's, give me some examples. What's what's your your biggest pet peeve when, when it comes to misinformation? Well, if, look at the assault weapons ban. Okay, the government put up a a, a report that said that a two two three at fifteen yards would blow somebody's head off their shoulder. <laughs> if they're shot in the arm, it would. De- you know, uh, dismember them. If they're shot in a torso, it would put a five-inch hole in them. A two-two-three, as you know, and I know, is less than a quarter of an inch in diameter. It will never do that. But to the person who doesn't know anything, oh, the government's saying it, Bonta, right, for the, the lawsuit on it, right. and they're, they're giving this misinformation. I think whoever wrote the report was watching the Call of Duty video game, <laughs> and in that it takes somebody's head off. But 
somebody who, who doesn't know anything about guns would say, oh, that's got to be true. They said it. And unfortunately, our media does not tell all the good that guns do. But they are so quick when, when a person who has a mental health issue uses a gun uh, badly. Unfortunately, that's publicized big time. But all the times that the guns are used in a good manner and, and save somebody, that's not, you know, they don't put it out there. So being, so, a, being, a, law being a law enforcement professional, what do you think? How do what's what would you know? I can't solve the entire world's problems on the phone here today. But if there was one thing you could do to improve, um, you know, mental health, you know, what, what do you think needs to happen? Like, how do we? Uh, what needs to happen so that people who are going through a mental health crisis, you know, don't do something horrendous? Well, uh, my my knowledge of it, I think it actually started back with unfortunately Ronald Reagan. He stopped the funding for a lot of state mental or the the funding for uh, institutions. So, you know, we people that need help. And the problem, though, is when you give them help, they'll start stabilizing. And then, hey, I don't need my medication no more. They leave a facility and now they're going back down. We got to figure out a way of getting those who want help help. But there's a difference of someone with a mental health issue and someone who just has an ideology of wanting to live on the street and do drugs and have everyone else do stuff for them and they can live wherever they want. That that's a problem. And, you know, mental health, is it's there, but we can't make it the excuse that everybody suffers from mental health because it's not true. And I can tell you in, in law enforcement, we offered help to people. Hey, I can get you in a place, get you off the street. No, I don't want to go. Oh. And, and that's where the um, advocates for the homeless will differ. I'm telling you, my experience has been when I offer help to people, they don't want to take it. And then how do I, I can't force them to, hey, let's get you off the street, get you a meal, get you some medical attention if you need it, talk with a counselor uh, and get you the help. Nope, I don't want to go. We can't force them. They're was, not greatly disabled. I can't. I can't imagine uh, being a law enforcement officer these days in California, with the enormous mental health issues we're having in the public, with the uh, you know the drug issues that lead to the mental health issues. I, I can't imagine what it. I don't know how. I don't know what. The, I don't. I seriously don't know what the answer is. I got to tell you, I know the answer to just about everything. <laughs> I'm enormously uh, brilliant. Uh, yes, just yeah. ask me. I'll tell you. But I, that's what I'm, I'm stumped, but Hey Mike, if people want to train with you and learn from you and support you and get to know you and buy you a beer and come hang out with you, how do they find you? Uh, eliteccw.com. We're in Fountain Valley. We're, uh, we're on Instagram, elite CCW training. Go ahead and spell that. It's elite, E-L-I-T-E dot CCW. All right. You want, him, you, want him, you want him to spell CCW, Dave? Uh, no, I think I wrote that down. <laughs> but I got to figure it out. I think that sh what we should do is anytime media lies about gun laws, yeah. your head explodes. <laughs> it only has well, to every, happen once. Every time they lie, my head explodes. I know, so but if theirs time. did, <laughs> guess what? They wouldn't do it again. Mike, thank you so much, man. Absolutely. Appreciate yeah. you so much. It was, it was really great talking to you, and uh, I'll talk to you very soon, okay? Thanks, Mike. All right. Well, hey, thank you guys at Gun Owners Radio. We, we truly appreciate the support 
that you guys give the Second Amendment community. And your efforts are greatly appreciated, guys. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Thanks. man. We work hard. Right here on Gun Owners Radio FM Folks, welcome to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Inland Empire gun owners strive to be the ounce of prevention in the fight for your gun rights. How do they do it? They do it by fundraising and getting local pro-gun candidates elected. Become a member today. Go to iegunowners.com slash join and join the growing number of responsible gun owners stepping up to defend our Second Amendment rights. That's iegunowners.com slash join. Hey, we got some winners. We got all kinds of cool stuff. Do we really? Subscribe and win. Subscribe to our email list and win some swag. Is it swag or is it swag? I get swag. Swag? Yeah. Stuff. Gear. Win some stuff. This week's winner. And by the way, Andre Ochoa. Andre, if you're listening, email prizes at gunownersradio.com to claim your T-shirt or hat. If you want to win, or at least uh, you know qualify to win, possibly, go to gunownersradio.com, join our email list, and we'll give you some cool stuff. Or at least we'll enter you to win some cool stuff. Right. And then when you win, you'll get some cool stuff, which, is, of course, is a T-shirt and hat. So, uh, gun owner symposium grand prize drawing. Symposium attendees got to enter at the gun show. Uh, we're actually tabulating the entries. I think the gun show ended at four Today, o'clock. Four yeah. o'clock. So about an hour ago. Mm-hmm. So, so we should have an answer for you in about a minute. <laughs> well, in about a week. <laughs> a week. Next week we're going to pull a winner. We're just giving uh, Rich all this accolades. Well, he we're we're building the tension. Wait a this isn't this isn't voting. We're building the tension. Oh, I've don't forgot. you want to build the tension, Dave? Yeah, I know. Yeah, everybody wants to build the tension. <laughs> I was just thinking something. But I'm Are we going to tease them with what the grand prize is? Yeah, the grand. Okay, so mm-hmm. prizes include. You could actually, I guess, you could win uh, at least one of 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 all these grand prizes. There's a bunch of grand prizes. So Franklin Armory, Arm, Armory, <laughs> Franklin Armory. Say that ten times fast. Stepped up big, man. Franklin Armory. Thank you guys mm-hmm. so much. They offered up a CA7 AR pistol, so they're the uh, they're like the only AR pistol on on the on the roster, pretty sure. And they slid in like at the at the at the midnight hour there, right at the uh, last second. Mm-hmm. So if you want an AR pistol um, and you want to purchase it from a shop, go to Franklin Armory and they'll they'll help you out. Got to win it first. Well, and you can win it. We're giving one away. Gunsight Academy 143 day pistol class. That's uh that's hundreds of dollars. It is? I don't know how much do you think that thousands. Cost? Three days? I think it's I oh think gosh. it is. I think, I think it's, it's at least a thousand. It's at least a thousand bucks. So that's actually yeah. uh, as far as money goes, that's a Where's more that? expensive Where's that at? Arizona. 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 Cool. 
We uh, that's a, it's even more expensive than the CA seventy. The the, the three day class is yeah, more expensive yeah, than the AR pistol, I think. Um, another thing you could possibly win two tickets to gun prom sitting at your table. Not well, I don't know, maybe probably. Yeah, I do. Yeah, why not? Come on, you won't see me. I'm always. I never sit down at those things. Actually, this year I might be able to sit down yeah. with Gail running it and everything. Two tickets to gun prom. Gun prom's happening September sixteenth. Um, that is, uh, coming up. We're going to, we're going to, you can actually purchase tickets now. If you go to gunprom.com, you can purchase tickets. We've already had a couple of tables and a Where? couple of, uh, tickets sold. Go to gunprom.com and, uh, but we're going to announce a big in, in Thursday's email. It's at the town and country down in Mission Oh yeah. Valley. Where we were last year. Yep. Where we were last year. We All lights. kinds of fun. We can have lights. <laughs> we can definitely have lights. Cool. Um, $150 Alexo Athletica gift certificate. Is that a watch? No, no. no. It's uh, we've had her on before. She, oh, it's a person. Yeah. Well, it's not a person, but she she makes uh, like like uh, leggings and stuff. Oh and yeah, yeah, yeah. Holsters yeah, yeah. and that sort of thing. It's very cool. Super nice lady. I think isn't that the lady? I think she came out for training and yeah. taught a bunch of ladies, and we we got the sheriff to give up the sheriff's uh, range. And anyway, yeah, yeah, they gave it up all right. Five eleven. They, they, it was actually really cool, but I was surprised. Um, 5.11 range ready trainer bag. Very cool. Those are all the prizes. So if you went to the symposium and uh, the symposium, not just the gun show, but the symposium inside the gun show and got a ticket, you could win. And, and, yeah, and there wasn't a, hundreds of thousands of people. No, it wasn't. Uh, that symposium, I thought it went really, really well. We, we, I taught two days in a row. I taught how to get your CCW. That was very well attended. Uh, this morning I also taught how to be an effective Second Amendment activist. Um, Alicia, the lovely Alicia, taught uh, awareness. To, was it just for teens? Well, we we the emphasis was to be, or the intent was for teens. However, the information's applicable, you know, yeah. to across the ages. Yeah. Yep. Um, and then there was uh, Colin gave a uh, legal update. Colin, the attorney, right? Um, and then uh, uh, Mike, uh, who he was here a couple weeks ago, wasn't he? Mike DeS- Mike Desargo. He was. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he talked about uh, basically uh, the CCW lifestyle and some things you could do to, uh, you know, be a better CCWer. Mm-hmm. And Mike, thank you so much. Mike got me a knife. Did you ever get it? He he gave it to me this morning. Nice. Oh, he nice? gave you another one. Uh, well, he gave me the one. I guess he brought that day, but I wasn't there because I, I was sick. No, because no, because Desi took it. Well, De- so <laughs> so Desi was there today, <laughs> and she gave you and, your knife. And Mike gave it to Desi. Desi gave it back to Mike. Mike gave it to me. No, this thing's she been all over didn't. The- what do you mean? When we got it, she goes, "This is mine." Oh, really? I said, "You got to give it to Mike." She took another one. He's got too many. She's like that. You got to keep your eye on her. But she was. But she loved it. <laughs> she loved. She was good. But the symposium was really really cool. Plus, they replayed a couple of the Gunners Radio shows. Yeah. Um, the one with uh, Clint Smith, the one with John Lott. Was, and I didn't get to say cool. hi to Chauncey, but he did a good job too. He's the best, man. Chauncey yeah. out there, if you're listening, fantastic job. Yeah, but excellent. again, I want to emphasize, you know, Rich said, hey, we got this gun show happening. I think I want to do this symposium and then just ran with it. I think he, did, he awesome. did a phenomenal job. Mm-hmm. He really, really he did. He give up websites. He got 5.11 up to a sponsored as well. Yeah. Yeah, go figure. Mm-hmm. How you pull that off? But the uh, they're all you know uh, all kinds of cool stuff there. So anyway, so you could win prize winners will be announced next Sunday, June eleventh. Um, yeah, how was the gun show? It was awesome. 
like I said, uh, Did we get we, any attendance saw, numbers? No, not yet, but we will. San Diego County Gun Owners had a booth there. Thank you to all the uh, hard workers, volunteers that that manned that booth. But I mean, I, they sign up, you know. Well, just today we signed up like eight in one day. So wow. I think this there. So we had three booths happening yesterday: one in Ramona, one in Valley Center, oh. one at the gun show, and yesterday we signed up like. 10 or 12, and then today we signed up eight. So I think we're closing in on 20 people just this weekend. Wow, that's 20 awesome. new members. That's awesome. If you guys are listening, welcome and congratulations for, for getting involved. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, everybody was so thankful. Everybody, hey, how you doing? Haven't seen you in three, four years. I couldn't remember when the last gun show was. Do you guys remember? It was before, before. COVID. Was it before COVID? Yeah, it wasn't during. <laughs> no, I think it was already, it was already in debate. When COVID hit. Uh, yeah, but I mean, it, it was prior to COVID. Somebody came up and they were like, you know, I don't think we've been had a gun show for like five, eight years. And I'm like, five to eight nah, years? I don't, I don't think, think it was that right. long. I think it was about, I think it was like three years ago. I think it was three, four I'm at the most. Three. Yeah, but it was good to see a lot of old faces that I hadn't seen in a long time. Yeah. That was the best part of the gun show. I, you know, after you it's go- like to going to the prom. <laughs> it really is. You I mean, see a lot of people that you didn't normally see throughout the year for whatever reason. Yeah. And then the ones you do see, it's like, you're into guns? I didn't know you were into guns. Yeah. Because there's a lot of those people that were there as well. Yeah. A lot of husband and wives, a lot of older gentlemen, uh, a lot of young younger kids. I saw a handsome Lance Pelkey. Oh, was he there? He was there. I didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I uh, saw him walk by. I was in a, I was in a very uh, heated conversation with somebody well, else. Of course you were. Not heated. It was actually a really great conversation. Must have had a nice watch. Channel yeah, <laughs> Channel Eight had uh, they came out oh. and did a really nice piece. Did they? It was really nice. I mean, um, yes. the uh, the reporter was fantastic. No Her hit pieces from any of the media. Not even close. Wow. If it, uh, we're, we'll send out the Channel Eight uh, probably Thursday in the email. Put it on there. It, it's practically a love fest. It was a. It was. I was. Uh, you know. I'm going to take 100 percent of the credit for that. <laughs> it must be the cologne. <laughs> right here on Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio FM 961 AM 1170. The answer. Hey, is there a better tool that empowers a woman to defend against an attacker that's 100 pounds bigger? No. Nope. There isn't. I know. What do you guys? <laughs> is this the Q and A section I of the think show? This is a Q and A. It's a pop quiz. I think it's a great idea. They get it right. That's why it's so important uh, for women to learn how to defend themselves with the most effective self defense tool ever invented. For women, led by women, the Not Me program is designed to help with training, purchasing a gun, and getting a concealed carry permit. And guess what? It's free. Sign up. Go to NotMeSD.org. So we were talking about the gun show. Now I want to I want to give a little insider info that I think a lot of people don't know, but you definitely want to hear about. Um, so the gun show, even though it's it's right on the edge of East County, but it's still in San Diego, the city of San Diego. Yeah, uh, you know Navajo uh, and Tommy. Uh, yeah, Tommy. Cows, but it was Cows like, Mountain. Yeah, Cows Mountain, right. Jackson, Navajo, right, right in that area, which is technically still San Diego, the city of San Diego. Right. You go right across. The 125, and that's like Santee El Cajon. Right. But it was still the city of San Diego. And we would the gun show would have had more FFLs, more dealers there, 
But Mara Elliott, the city attorney, put the kibosh on that and would not allow it. And my understanding is, and I got to look into it more, is she used some weird old law that had to do with zoning and said, well, we're allowed to determine, we're allowed to regulate how many of whatever kind of business can be on a property. Um, now, I think, you know, that has to do with like, look, if you have a strip mall, you know, you don't want to have, uh, you know, 14 soup, you know, uh, you know, sellers there. Well, I don't know. But that's not, this is not the intention. That's not, they, she used it because of this was a gun show, you know, and used it right. against. As her only tool she had to either right. slow it down. Um, not only that, but, you know, couldn't, couldn't wear guns, couldn't conceal, couldn't carry concealed there. Um, this was all Mara Elliott. Can we sue her? Well, she is such an extremist. Now, we were going to push back because this happened way late. And we were going to push back. And the, and the guy who, who was, you know, organizing everything, he's like, look, man, we just need to get through this show. Like, I, I, we can't afford to push this back. So this is something we're going to pursue first thing in the morning, tomorrow morning. Because they want to have a gun show every 60 days. Every two months, every well, well every other you didn't know. Crossroads do that? There were four times a year, so this will be a little bit more often. Yeah, but um, this Mara Elliott is such an extreme zealot, such a lunatic that doesn't make any sense at all. You're not stopping crime. You're yeah, not preventing by not having an F. <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. So you know, all the stores were invited. You know, they were we were going to have been more huge. gun dealers. You know, it would have been yeah, it would have been cool. It would have been great. So if you went to the gun show and you're like, well, gee, there weren't enough guns, or gee, I couldn't carry. It's not our fault. That's a hundred percent Mara Elliott. You know, we wanted this to be you know uh, bigger and more inclusive, yeah. and uh, but no, Mara Elliott. This is not you know. That's why I you know. They tell, well, gee, we just want reasonable gun laws. No, they don't. No. That's not reasonable. No. That's extreme. No. And it doesn't help uh, stop crime. It doesn't do anything. It's oh. just absolutely ridiculous. But we moved forward. We soldiered on and said, hey, we're going to have this well, we're if have that's a good the case, time. I think we did even better. When you when you, when you know that backstory, yeah, it's, it's even I didn't better. Have any, I mean, I was impressed with the attendance and. Yeah, and, huh. and even the show, the vendors, everybody was, you know, it was very cool, but but look at look at what we had to deal with. Right. Um, so I, I think what we're going to do is we're going to, yeah, I got to tell you, the venue's great. Yeah, well, don't tell us what you're going to do tomorrow because <laughs> give up give up your well, tactics. No, 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 not tactics, but the venue's great, and I don't know, it wouldn't be a total heartbreak to, you know, um, I don't know. I, I, we're going to look for another venue just to see if there's another option out there outside of the city limits. Like um, Viejas. Do you think that's too far? Because we've talked about, you know, some of the Indian casinos before. Oh, well, no. They I, have, there's laws regarding firearms there, too. I don't know how. Yeah. Be a research topic. To a, a couple, I talked to Saquon, Viejas, mm-hmm. and Rincon, mm-hmm. and they were all open to the idea. Oh, good. Okay. But yeah. um, I don't know if that's too far. I don't, I don't think, think so. I don't think so. If you're listening, I drive it every day. Really? Well, you're in, you're out in Alpine. It's a mile and, and a half from a VA hospital. So everybody listening, email Gun Owners Radio or email San Diego County Gun Owners, and just you know one or two sentences. 
is uh, Suquan isn't that bad, but are some of the Indian casinos, would that be a good option for, for gun shows or is that too far for you to drive? Let us know. Just, you know, keep it up. Send us to the website. But there are all kinds of, you know, uh, on uh, when I was on KUSI, I was talking to uh, somebody who was there to talk about corporate um, uh, real estate and uh, talked a little bit about, you know, there are warehouses and hangers. Oh, yeah. You know, there's a mm-hmm. lot of different options. Um, you know, they're looking for, uh, this was about 5,000 square feet. Yeah. But, um, it, but you need it kind of not upstairs, downstairs, around the corner. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's gotta be. Yeah. And outdoors right. over here and outdoors over there. Cross Unless you're going to give a map. Cro- yeah. Right. Crossroads was like 45,000 square feet. Right. But, um, but even see, but the only thing I didn't like about Crossroads, it was like two pounds of salami in a one pound bag. <laughs> well, well, but if you have, I mean. Viejas and, and Sequant, they've got massive, you know, rooms yeah. Yeah, and yeah, places. Yeah. You can even do it. You could have done it all outdoors with tents. Yeah, well, Orange County did that when COVID hit. Orange County just had a well, Sequant just put in a, or yeah, I just put in a massive asphalt, you know, because they were going to do some kind of uh, motorsports out there. Oh, wow. And they never did it. Hmm. So it'd be perfect. It's right in the back of the, of the, Hotel. It, it's it's tough to find a venue. I mean, you need so. All right, just to give you an idea. This was like five thousand square feet and like a hundred parking spots. Yeah. Um, Crossroads was like was like fifty five thousand square feet and like eleven hundred parking right. spots. Well, it's good. so that's a huge that's a huge difference, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So right. anything in between there, if someone's like, well, gee, I know a place that's six thousand square feet right. with two hundred parking stuff. You know, any anything in between there is is usable. what about private property. It's all private. Yeah. No, I mean oh, people that like live out East County. That's- well, if we could find some, something like that. But, you know, we can't. Here's the thing. Volunteering your house, Dave? <laughs> no. They'll have to. If they do, they're taking a dog with them. <laughs> <laughs> we, it can't be too much of, you know, it can't be too much rigmarole. And, you know, you well, know, and it can't, can't, it can't really be farther than VA yeah, If you go like, any farther than VA Hots, now you're going to lose them. Yes. I don't know. The more I think about it, maybe that, you know, basically the Del Mar, we used to joke that. The gun show was, you know, four times a year when everybody from East County, you know, went out to see what the ocean looked like. I mean, it was, it, you know, yeah, Del- was, everybody was from being East County. Smart, but, uh, yeah. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, anyway, uh, it, it, you know, so Nathan Fletcher's gone. Everybody's boogeyman is gone. And that guy's horrible. And it's good that he's gone. And I, we got to do everything we can to make sure that we replace all that passion and all that uh, 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 frustration, um, we got to point that at Mara Elliott. She is absolutely horrible, right. and I think she wants to move up. You know, she wants to run for higher office. Um, but we absolutely can we suggest some to, cities that she can new, go to. Yeah, really. <laughs> I can suggest some places she could go to. Okay, all right. Be careful. But hey, we just got Ken Saquon and Vieos is not capital N, capital O, capital yeah, T. Yeah. Too far. Look what East County folks drove to to Del Mar. And well, East County folks are the largest attendees. Hey, I just said that. It's like yeah. this guy's listening to the yeah. show. Imagine I that. think he is. So, um, <laughs> thank you, you for that are feedback. Really sharp. You know that. <laughs> that's why you are who you are. <laughs> the uh, all right. Well, maybe that's maybe that's a good. I mean, it's option, just a though. thought. I, I mean, think so. But uh, it's really important. You guys really got to understand, everybody. Um, all the effort you made to get rid of Nathan Fletcher. Of course, at the end of the day, he uh, got rid of himself. Um, but uh, Mara Elliott is uh, should be nowhere near power. She's got to be out of that out of that spot, and we really have to. Uh, when does she go out? Him. When is she out? 
Well, she'll be up for re-election next year. So let's let's start our campaign today. Well, we got to find somebody. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, you know who I heard is thinking about running. Who is uh, Hammerling? <laughs> oh John no! Hammerling, which that guy's horrible. No, he can't do that. Yeah, that's not an improvement. Maybe we can talk Faulkner into it. <laughs> it's funny you say that. <laughs> no, he's actually got he's got other plans. Is my understanding, which we'll, we will go into at another time. At another at another time. Well, yeah, I, we can't get rid of Schwartz now. He now he gets the KUSI when they start broadcasting. He doesn't leave until it's <laughs> over. He turns around, and looks at me, he goes, "You know, I got to start coming here more often, man. I meet some really cool people." <laughs> they had me in at six o'clock on Saturday, and so he I, didn't leave. I'm I, there. I was done at like six fifteen. Dave walks in at like nine. I'm still hanging out in the green room. <laughs> hey, how's it going? No, I got there at seven, and I'm going. So I waited. and We talked, and I was getting close to my segment. I went. When do you go on? Oh, I've already been on. <laughs> I already like it here, man. I meet a lot of nice people. They should put up like a breakfast buffet. I was just going to say, do they have good food in the green room? Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> well, that's another story. I can talk to you about that off air. But that's, yeah. But no, I'm telling you, you meet, you run into something. I Tommy does a pretty phenomenal job with guests. Tommy's the best. Yeah. He, you could be surprised, you know, what you're going to get with Tommy. Tommy's a, a gentleman and a. And a he's uh, not a scholar. And a scholar. No, he's not. He's scholarly. He's scholarly. <laughs> so, uh, Michael, I got a quick question. Yes, sir. Uh, based on the uh, Nathan Fletcher candidates yes. that we have right now, I know we mentioned how it seems pretty impossible to get a gun o- or a you know a gun enthusiast back into that kind of seat in District Four. Uh, but who are you really pulling out for uh, in terms of the uh, candidates that are running? Because I see a few names on here: uh, Janessa Goldbeck. Amy Riker and Monica. Amy Riker. Yeah, and Monica Montgomery. Is it steep or step? Step. So step. Those, those three. I actually met with Monica, and I was, it was. She's a very impressive lady, and I was really happy to talk to her. I don't. She's not. I don't think she's a strong, uh, strong enough advocate for Second Amendment issues to to get the endorsement. Uh, Janessa, I met years ago, and uh, she was right when she kind of, you know, she she was a Marine, uh, is still a Marine. She was in the Marine Corps. Um, uh, she left the Marine Corps, started getting involved in politics. Um, she was kind of on the fence, um, but then uh, you know the anti-gunners got got their hooks in her. And honestly, I think she's gonna she's trying to out left uh, Monica, Dude. you know, to try to get the Democrat support. And then Amy, we've endorsed before. Um, I can tell you that we'll we'll have an announcement on who we're going to endorse on June twelfth. Oh, so, so hold that thought. So hold that thought. Write it on a piece of paper. I don't want to say, uh, you know, I don't no, want. You don't want to yeah, say. We, it, we, yeah. We, let's, yeah, I want the board to have their their vote, and then we'll see what happens. Yeah. But uh, at least it's not Nathan Fletcher. Yeah. Mm. Did we ever get his permit? And his? I don't know. They won't tell me. I so they won't tell you. Well, they can't. They can't tell me. But I, I he doesn't have a permit anymore. No, he doesn't have a CCW anymore. But and he's Ma- not in the hospital. Mara Elliott never. There's no criminal charges, no no prosecution against him, Jesus no gun violence restraining order. Unbelievable! I know she's such a hack. She's really but you got to keep that. You got to keep that out. What's what's you closer when she gets to uh, being elected? Amen. Amen. All right, we're gonna take a quick break. Listen to Gun Owners Radio FM ninety six one AM eleven seventy. The answer.
folks. Welcome back. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 961-1170. The answer. Uh, yes, folks. Mr. Schwartz is back. We just forgot to say that. Welcome back. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Wisconsin is... Wisconsin. Uh, is, you didn't bring any nooskies. No, oh, Did you eat any? Nooskies. Did you eat any? Uh, I didn't. We didn't eat any nooskies. Yeah, you're eating Mexican food in Wisconsin. I, it, it was good Mexican food. It was not. <laughs> it was good. It I'm was. telling you right now. <laughs> yeah, Denny's spaghetti is no, good, too. No, I'm telling you, this was the place, nachos is called, and nachos Mexican food. And the staff would were have, they Mexican? Yes, very Mexican. Okay, well, they so let you like, slide. like, yeah, it was it was really delicious. I was it was funny because he took me to a Mexican place in Wisconsin. That's funny. That is, but it was good. It was good. You, well, could, you can also keep uh, your shirt clean while you're there. <laughs> yeah, a lot of companies waste an enormous amount of money on marketing. Speaking of, speaking of, and the design is excellent. The photos are great. Website looks great on your phone. But it's not getting any customers. Why? Because you don't have the words that make people buy. But now you can fix that sa- Fix that with SageTree. SageTree can help you find the words that make it easy for your customers to understand what you do. And out to buy from you. Stop wasting money today and schedule a call. Getting started is easy. Visit SageTree.com and click on the schedule an appointment button. That's SageTree.com. And click on that schedule a call button now. You know, you know what's funny about Wisconsin? <laughs> what's that? So let's let's keep talking about Wisconsin on the gun show. Yeah, let's do it. It was <laughs> so. Uh, which first off, it's so so beautiful. It was so nice, so and everybody serene. was so wonderful. But it was funny because uh, it's 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 very rural, and very kind, and very kind, and and much much slower. Yeah. So like here. <laughs> Uh, so my, my dad, you know, my dad, my dad, he needed a little help. Uh, he, he doesn't want to do the lawn anymore. He wants to get somebody to do the lawn. You know, it's, it's kind of a big, how problem. old is he? He'll be 82. Uh, thank you very much. Take away the lawnmower. So he needed, you know, he needed a couple things, you know, like, you know, like the gutters and, and mow the lawn and blow the leaves and everything. And it's, it's kind of a big property. It's not, it's not huge, but it's not like a, you know, 10 foot by 10 foot lawn. It's, you know, it was a job. So in San Diego, you know, you'd at eight a.m. You'd Google. You know, nine a.m. You'd call, and ten thirty they'd be there, right, with a crew, right, right. Here or in Wisconsin, I should say, it was like it took like a couple of days to kind of talk about what needed to get done. Do you really want me and, to cut and your grass? It, and then it took about four or five days to kind of decide, like, you know, and then it took four or five days to find someone, and then it took a couple of days. Now, by the time he got there, dude was great. He was wonderful, yeah. um, and he did everything, and then he went fishing off the dock and pulled some he, – he goes, he goes, hey, do you mind – I need to borrow a bucket. I'm going to – I need to – I want to catch some of your fish off the dock, and I'm going to stock this pond in my in my house with, with some of your – yeah, sure, go ahead. You know, it was, it was awesome. It was really your great. dad lives on a lake? Yeah, it's a beautiful lake. And you haven't moved? <laughs> I know. Well, that's – Oh, his, the water was too yeah, cold. That's his, well, this cottage has been – it's been – in the family, it's been in his family. It was his aunt's cottage, and it's been in the family for almost a hundred years. Almost a hundred years. How big was it? It's little. It's not. It's not big. They. They. My dad built a like a two car garage with an apartment on top, and that's that's you know it's probably about a I don't know 
maybe like a 1200 square foot oh, okay. apartment but then the cottage is like you know it's little it's a little two bedroom little uh-huh. wooden creaky cottage with a stone it's got this stone fireplace that's amazing oh, and beautiful my God. but it's on this uh you know sizable it's not a pond it's a lake um no no uh gas motors you know so yeah, it's like yeah, this yeah. nice quiet little yeah. so rowboat you can sailboat of, man i went out there i think i think what it is is all the, when i got there there was a big pile of snow in one of the parking lots. Okay, this was like this three stuff? weeks ago. What is that stuff? It melted, and I didn't see any more snow. But the snow had just, <laughs> just gone away. And I went down to the dock. I bought a couple of uh, camp chairs, you know, and I put one down on the pier and one, you know, up by, you know, so I could, you know. And uh, so I went down to, I went down to the dock, went down to the pier, and there was like a chorus of fish. Hanging out there, really? there was I, there was little juvenile bass, and you could just look in the water and there they yeah, were. They're like all like I, two dozen fish just hanging out looking at me. Yeah, and they were waiting for you to feed them. They actually did. I fed them a little bit. They didn't like the the seven the nois- grain the nuskies. The <laughs> they didn't like the seven grain uh, oh. wheat toast or whatever the hell oh. I was trying to there. So all these fish, you know, there's a bluegill. There's a lot of bluegill. Um, there trout. were some juvenile bass trout. I I don't know if I I don't think I saw any bat or any trout, but I did see a northern, which is a big honking fish. I saw a juvenile northern hanging out, but there were all these fish just hanging out. Now I think the reason they were so I've never seen them so close like that, and I've never seen them so organized. So maybe they're looking to take over. I don't know. <laughs> they looked at you and they got real hungry. <laughs> oh, it's that guy. Hey, ooh, we can gnaw on that. Yeah. <laughs> Jump in the water. <laughs> So uh, I th- here's my theory. I think that because the water was so cold, because uh, it was, they were all bundled up. I, well, I think that they were they were at the surface. I think in July and August, uh, when when the water gets warm again, they're all gonna, they're going to be deep. Gotcha. They're not going to you know, and they're all going to be grown up too. Uh, so you know what I want to do? I want to get uh, a bunch of logs and lash together like a pyramid situation. Yeah, you know, and then put it out on the on the, on the ice. You know, oh, and know. then the ice melts and it it sinks. Yeah, and then you got a you got a, a nursery. You got a little nursery. You know, uh, little area for fish to to live in. To live in, hang out. You know, you get charge rent. Little fish condo. We get charge <laughs> rent. Little, <laughs> little side business. You know, <laughs> I'll be a little fish slumlord. Why not? I think that's a great idea. <laughs> there was one one uh, one summer I went out there and and uh, I I got a uh, um uh, like a chair like a patio chair and I put it and I'm like waist deep, you know, in this patio chair, yeah. waist deep in water, like chest deep in water, yeah. and I'm fishing, you know, because I don't want to stand, you know. And so uh, it's time for dinner, uh, and I leave, and uh, uh, I'm bleeding, like my leg's bleeding. And I'm like, what the hell's going on? Something not It on was here. an enormous leech. Enormous leech. Oh. And people are screaming and yelling, like, oh my God, oh my God. And I'm I'm like, this is my opportunity. This is it. (laughs) Like this right here. It's your moment. It's my moment. So I got a really great video on my phone somewhere of us pouring salt on leech. And it was like a like an alien, like and like it finally it was it was most (laughs) funny. Funny thing is, is no one would do it. 
You know, I'm like, Nobody here, pour, pour the, the salt, salt on. Pour the salt. My dad's like, I'll do it. <laughs> yeah, well, acorn didn't drop too far from that tree. <laughs> that is. So, so he funny. poured salt on it. It was awesome. He poured salt on it. It was really, really cool. But yeah, we saw deer. It was beautiful. Wisconsin is so beautiful. How far up? So we're, whereabouts in Wisconsin? It's like an hour south of the Upper Peninsula. It's way, way north in a oh, little wow. town called Manaqua. Wow. Which is a little island in the middle of a lake. It's this little, this adorable little city. You remember the movie, The Great Outdoors? Yeah. With John Candy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They went up, you know, and yeah. Dan Aykroyd. So the guy that wrote that movie was from Chicago. Yeah. And he wrote the movie. That that movie's based on the town, this town, oh, Monaco. Yeah. People go up there and boat and, you know, yeah. spend the summer or whatever. So it's like this little vacation town. My old man was born there the, the in, a, in a doctor's house. Uh, I was born there, but I was born in a hospital. Um, and it's this beautiful little town. It's really, really nice. It's really adorable. So interesting. So, yeah. My old man, he he volunteers in the local museum, the Monaco Museum. Oh, as kind of like a uh, uh, like a docent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's his his yearbook is in the museum. I'm like, Dad, you're a museum piece. <laughs> yeah, right. And they have a, they have a big train set in the basement. This is kind of nice. They have a big train set in the basement, and uh, they needed a steam engine, you know, to make it look because it's like. It's like Wisconsin. It's Monaco circa like 1890 or whatever, right? This this train set. And kids come in and they get to see the train yeah. set or whatever. So my dad, my dad bought them a, a steam engine. They needed a steam engine that was, you know, circa 1890 or whatever. Yeah. Uh, bought it. Um, and uh, the guys that, that set it all up, they they painted it, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they uh, they put my mom's name on it. Oh. Because, you know, my mom passed away last year. Right. So they put my mom's name on it and the and seventy nine, which is how old she was when she passed away. Uh, so oh, that, that was cool. That was nice. And I was taking ta- pictures. I did. I took some pictures. Okay. Yeah, I'll show you some pictures. Yeah. I took pictures of the engine of the engine actually. The um, and then there was I was talking to this lady uh, who one of the other docents. Um, you know, it's a nice little old lady, and she went to uh, uh, she actually went to high school with my aunt. I found out. And so I got a couple of stories about my aunt wow. and my how you know my my grandmother was kind of an interesting lady, so she got some stories about. Her. Anyway, Wisconsin was beautiful. It was, a, it was a lot of fun. My old man's doing great. He's going to come out here. He's going to be on. He's going to be on our Father's Day show. Ah, oh, how fantastic! Is I think that? we're we're going to if Dad, if you're listening, we're going to put a mic in front of you and we're going to have you say a few things on air. I don't know what we're going to talk to you yeah. about, but we'll figure it out. I want to see if he has a new ski accent. <laughs> he did, no, he doesn't. He he doesn't have a Midwestern accent. Really? I don't, yeah, well, I don't let's know. just leave him home. <laughs> There's no sense having him out if he's not fun. I I think his his mom <coughs> was a uh, was uh, a teacher, and I I, th- I don't know. He, he, oh. Very smacked him around if he had an accent. <clears throat> well, I think he's just you know he he he's very articulate and very he enunciates. He enunciates. Didn't you say he was the smartest man you've ever met? Uh, he is the smartest man I've ever met. And then there was Sam. <laughs> well, the acorn didn't <laughs> fall too far. That's where he got those genes. So my dad doesn't know more about nuclear, or I should say, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, astrophysics than an astrophysics scientist. You know, he doesn't know more about, uh, uh, you know, whatever, you know, but he knows he can have an intelligent conversation with any expert about anything. And he just knows, he just knows, he knows a ton. He's he's truly the smartest guy I've ever met. That's amazing. And that's where, that's exactly where Sam gets it from. Oh, Yeah. And I, I tell people all the time, it's just, and I always tell guests, you know, yeah. I was like, okay, now you're going to ask the question. Do not try to get him to laugh because <laughs> it's not going to happen. He'll embarrass <laughs> the hell out of you. I told my sister, I saw them, I was back east a couple years ago, 
And I looked over, and uh, Sam went up and to his grandpa, and my dad, and they, you know, hey, how you doing? They talked a little bit, and I told my sister, I said, "You remember that scene in Star Trek when uh, old Spock met young Spock?" Boy, is that <laughs> so an analogy? That's exactly. <laughs> yes, he reminds you of Spock. Very intelligent, very matter of fact, and if you want, yeah, humor is a waste. Yeah, well, <clears throat> but yeah. I bet he's got a sense of humor well my old man no sam sam no he doesn't oh on occasion he's throwing one out there (laughs) he's actually very funny my old man and sam both have a great sense of humor i bet put those two in the same room well you'll get you'll get lectured uh you'll know more about something whatever they decided that you ever imagined (laughs) well with that being said sam sam is in the wings we can't wait to get to him Right here on Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. All right, folks, welcome back to Gun Owners Radio, FM 961, AM 1170, The Answer. The gun prom is right around the corner. Gun prom! And... Tickets are on sale. You can join San Diego County gun owners and the rest of the Second Amendment community at the Town and Country in Mission Valley. Get your fancy suits and dresses, cowboy boots and hats ready to join other like-minded people that believe in the right to self-defense. The Second Amendment dinner is coming up on September the 16th. Get your tickets now and reserve your spot for a night with great people, great food, drinks, all for a great cause. Go to gunprom.com to get your tickets now. Buy a table. Bring your friends and family. That's gunprom.com. Buy your tickets today, and the raffle prizes will blow you away. You know you know what it is? We were just talking off here. Please, by the way, yeah, go to gunprom.com. We were just talking about somebody who ran for office. We're not going to say his name. No. Somebody I, who ran for big office. I looked him up. Don't say his name. Okay. Don't say his name. Ran for, I don't want to bash the guy, but he ran for a Super big nice office. Guy. It's not like he ran for like dog governor. catcher. Yeah, he ran for governor. <laughs> and he had like no, he was nowhere near experience. <laughs> no. And it's, I was I was telling Dave, that stuff frustrates but me. But his Dave. passion was there. And that's great. But, you know, so you're a car guy. Yeah. Imagine if one day somebody who had never raced a car before. Yeah, says, I'm going to win Indy. Yeah, I'm going, I'm, I'm entering NASCAR. I'm going to take my Toyota Corolla. And I'm going to enter NASCAR. <laughs> no, you're not. It's, but it's almost offensive, right? I mean, all these guys train so hard. And he made shirts and he made hats. And he and I'm like, come on, man. Know. You know, like try to move the ball forward, not do some yeah, don't vanity on. run. Anyway. Anyway. We're, what are we doing here? I think we're going to talk to Sam the Gunman. All right. All right. It's time for our very everybody's favorite segment. Found out years ago that my nephew, Sam the Gunman, is extremely good at gun trivia. So we came up with a segment for him. Uh, It's called Stump My Nephew. So if you send us a question and we use it on the air, you get a hat or a shirt. If he doesn't get it right, then you get some kind of special prize. Um, Sam does not hear the questions beforehand. The first time he's going to hear this question is right here live on the radio. Right, Sam? Yep. How uh, you doing, buddy? Absolutely. <clears throat> I'm I'm pretty good. How are you guys? Man, not bad. It's a little warm back there, I understand. Uh not um not too 
far out of the usual. Uh, nothing like what you guys experienced down there. It's well. the huge. The huge. Who's going to throw the question at him? Let Alicia. Alicia. I'll do it. I'll do the honors. Hey, Sam. Hi. All right. So your question today comes from Oscar from Santee. And his question is, what firearm was most popularly used by Turkey in World War I? Mm, Turkey. Ooh, Turkey. Mm. Sounds delicious. Oscar from Santee. Thanks for writing in. Uh, That's in, what is that, East County? It is. Very good. See, I'm learning. Um, Oscar from Santee, thanks very much for writing in. Um, strictly speaking, the uh, the question should have said the Ottoman Empire because uh, that's what it was at the time. Um, it was not the, the country we now recognize as Turkey until 1923, officially. Um, but the, uh, the long arm, the infantry long arm most closely associated with the Ottoman Empire during that time period is the Mauser. Um, they, they used a few different patterns of Mauser bolt action rifle, uh, during the first world war. Um, the, uh, you'll hear people talk about the Turkish Mauser as if it's one rifle, but they, they did have a few different variants. I actually happened to own one, uh, weird coincidence. Uh, mine was manufactured, uh, by the German empire, uh, for the Ottoman empire in 1918 and was um, likely, if not used in uh, World War One, it, it could have been used in World War One, uh, and if not, it was uh, likely used during the hostilities that occurred as the Ottoman Empire uh, underwent succession to become uh, modern Turkey. Modern Turkey is my favorite kind of turkey. Have you ever had modern turkey? Uh, yes, I have. Oh, Smothered in cranberry sauce. It's, it's so good. <laughs> Was he right? He was correct. Correct! Why you want to read the answer? Absolutely. So we have General... Ooh. Yeah, this is why I wanted you to read the answer. <laughs> General... Vi- General Sam Pasha. Is gonna, Sam's going to fix Pasha. it for me. There you go. General Pasha. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> was sent to Germany to secure a purchase of Mauser M1877 rifles in 9.5 caliber after 84,732 units were manufactured. And the Turkish government changed the order to 7.65. The Ottoman's army most, the Ottoman army's most modern rifle, as good as any used by any, any of the other great powers, was the 7.65, the M1903, which is a Mauser bolt action rifle. This German-designed and manufactured weapon used a five-round removable box magazine and had an effective range of up to 600 meters. It was issued to the Ottoman's army's best frontline infantry units. So do they use this in Istanbul or Constantinople? Um, I believe it was still called Istanbul. At the, or Excuse me, Constantinople at the time. It was renamed to Istanbul after that. Also, um, Alicia, <laughs> you said uh, General Pasha, but Pasha is a title, not a name. So it would, saying General Pasha would oh. be equivalent to saying calling someone Mr. Sir. <laughs> Why well, do the, you know that? The, the other two names on there were too hard for me to pronounce. Yeah, General B-I-D-I-N-I. L I Vid E V F I K like a bunch of consonants. Well, I don't speak Turkish, so your guess is as good as mine. Thank you. We're just calling the Gen. The Gen. The Gen. So that's awesome. I don't know why you know so much about Turkey. Um but uh that is fantastic. That's a very, very good job. Congratulations. Thank you.
you saved uh, you saved me having to. Get, I think I think our new special is going to be uh, gun prom tickets. Hey man, are you coming out for gun prom this year? When is it? September sixteenth. I'm not sure. I'll have to look at my schedule and see if it works. That sounds like a yes. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Uh, what do you got as far as blogs, my friend? What did you? What, what, um, what's your most I latest? Actually, uh, I want to talk about an upcoming blog post because it's uh, this is important and topical and very recent, like within the past few days. Um, some of you, uh, some of you might have been tracking what's been going on with um, the ATF final rule about um, pistol stabilizing braces. And I know this is less of a California thing and, and more of a big deal in other states because of California's uh, gun law peculiarities that make many braced pistols already uh, restricted. Um, but the, uh, there have been two injunctions granted against the enforcement of that final rule, which officially took effect on the first of this month. Um, and these injunctions cover all members of the Second Amendment Foundation and all members of Gun Owners of America, uh, because both organizations successfully filed lawsuits um, and got injunctions, which means basically that members of those organizations, dues-paying members of those organizations, are exempt from that rule for now until it gets its way through uh, the, the federal court system. What I wanted to point out is that Neither of those organizations are the NRA. Where has the NRA been? They, they, they call themselves the biggest pro-Second Amendment lobbying organization. Where have they been? No lawsuits, no injunction, uh, total silence on their end. That's interesting. Now, do, are, do you have an answer? Do, do you know where they've been? I don't really know. Um, no. Uh, my answer, this is based on conjecture. Um, my answer would be uh, they're struggling with internal power struggles uh, and or spending all their money on Wayne LaPierre's champagne fund, like usual. <laughs> it's, uh, I think, uh, you know, they, they took a, a few years ago when they got hit so hard that, you know, it was a PR nightmare for them. Um, it really opened, of course, they had a lawsuit and all kinds of stuff happening. It really did open up, um, you know, Firearms Policy Coalition became a leader. Gun Owners America has always been a leader, but it opened up a lot of, uh, I don't know if I want to call it opportunities, but there was there was definitely, um, uh, there was an opening for people to step in. There was a lack of, of leadership. There was an opening for organizations to step up and say, hey, we're going we're gonna to grab the baton and run with it. But I agree, the NRA has been extremely quiet. Extremely quiet. I don't know how to feel right. about that. That is weird because now that you mention it, you haven't heard hiding her hair. I don't know how to feel well, about that. I don't know if it's good or bad. Well, here's an idea for you. What it does is it, and I'll be brief, what it does is it forces the NRA to compete for support, um, which is uh, always a good thing. Um, if, <clears throat> if they compete successfully, then they'll come back in the running and hopefully be a strong pro-Second Amendment voice moving forward. If not, then they will be completely replaced and subsumed by um, FPC, GOA, SAF, uh, they're in the position, Dave, you'll like this, they're in the position that the American automakers were in uh, the mid-70s once the oil crisis mm. hit and people realized Japanese cars were just better. Yeah, good point. Good point. Our Japanese car, that, that's, I'll tell you, that's a big can of worms. We oh, could have a whole way, show on that. way better cars than U.S. cars. Even today? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Oh, yeah. 
All right, you don't have to yell at me, Dave. That's no, okay. Well, you're back. <laughs> Didn't bring us any new skis, but you're back. <laughs> I do regret that. I do too. Awesome job, Sam. You are absolutely the best. Fantastic answer. Um, it worries me a little bit how much you know about turkey, but it also impresses me. So fantastic job. Thank you. Thanks very much for having me on, as always. And uh, thank you very much, everyone out there, for listening. All right, buddy. Hey, you take care and uh, say hi to the family. Likewise. Have a good night, everyone. I was, Sam. I even threw him that curveball, that Istanbul and Constantinople curveball. You can't throw him a curveball. I know. He he, he knew it was a Because even if, even if he was wrong, you wouldn't have known it. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> no offense. True. No offense. How dare. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> we used to do that, too. we say, all right, we're going to throw a trivia question out. They'll say, okay, Dave, what, well, what's the answer? I'll say, hell, I don't know. I was hoping that's, somebody would call him. That was such, that's such a gut punch. <laughs> well, you know, even if he knows the right answer, you're not going to know. I mean, that was <laughs> well, such... neither would I, neither would Alicia. <laughs> but Lord. Alicia would have found it out because her phone was smoking as that conversation <laughs> was going on. All right, folks. Hey, don't forget, get your tickets to Gun Prom. Gunprom.com. Right. You'll be able to see Michael Schwartz in a tuxedo. No, probably not I a tuxedo. I don't even know where I Oh, I didn't say that. That was Hey, uh, Bob Siegel in the house. That rascal's coming on. Be sure you don't touch that dial. This Hey, don't forget. San Diego County Gunners, Orange County Gunners, Inland Empire, Dillon Law Group, Sage Street, San Diego Flight Training. Thanks to uh, Alicia, Michael, Sam the Gunman, Matthew, and the wild one, Brendan Thomas. This is Gun Owners Radio FM 96.1 AM 1170. The answer. This program is sponsored by Dave Stahl.